step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah.
looks like I'm flying solo tonight. So this is going to be a short edition of Roundtable Gumbo. Uh, the National League broke the string as they've lost a bunch of all-star games in a row. Say nine or ten of them or something. Uh, the National League breaks the string on the most kind of incredible story. Elias Diaz, a uh, catcher for the Colorado Rockies, 30-some-odd years old, first-time All-Star, uh, and maybe wouldn't have gone if the Rockies didn't have to have a representative. But he hits a two-run home run off of Felix Bautista from the Orioles to give the National League a 3-2 win uh, in the All-Star game. So uh, good on them. National League breaks the string. Uh, a couple cool things we talked about um uh, the Braves haven't eight All-Stars previously. Luis Arias, the current hit leader in Major League Baseball, is supposed to be chasing 400. He's sitting around the 385, 386 mark right now. But Luis Arias went two for two in the All-Star game. was the only one to get more than one hit. Another cool deal in the fifth inning, uh, Robbie Thompson, the, the manager for the National League All-Star team, who happens to be the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, a team in their same division, uh, did something really cool. Orlando Arcia started the game at shortstop, and uh, as they made some wholesale substitutions on the defense in the fifth inning, uh, they brought Matt Olson in for Freddie Freeman at first base. They brought, brought Ozzy Albies in for Luis Arias at second, and they brought Austin Riley in for Lord Arenado. At third, they had already replaced the catcher, so they didn't have the catcher in the infield as well. As Sean Murphy uh, started the All-Star game, but classy move by Robbie Thompson, the manager of the Phillies, as he left it so all four of the Braves infielders, Olsen, Albies, Arcia, and Austin Riley, could all four play an inning together uh, on the infield. So, you know, RC at 27, 28 years old, top prospect for a long time in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. Uh, kind of underachieved some once he came up. You know, 230, 240 hitter, but very, very good defensively. Uh, Braves made a quiet move for him a couple of years ago uh, to serve as a backup guy. He could play a lot all over the field, really, but it's a very, very good defensive shortstop. You know, he was the one guy that was sort of mentioned as an afterthought at the beginning of the season when people were talking about who was going to be the starting shortstop. Most people thought Grissom, maybe Shoemate would slide up there, but uh, Orlando Arcia was kind of an afterthought. But he played such good defense, handled the bat pretty well, really hit the ball well in spring training. Uh, his bat's cooling off now, but he's still hitting 294 with like a 365 on base percentage. Uh, seven home runs, 28 RBIs out of the number eight spot in the batting order most of the time. Uh, not bad production from a guy uh, who brings you as much as he does bring you defensively. Uh, was voted by the fans to be the all-star game starter. So good on him. Um, Orlando Arcia kind of making good. And the Braves signed this guy going into this season to another to a three-year extension worth only about seven and a half to eight million dollars. So you're looking at basically give or take a little bit about two and a half million dollars a year. Now if he sticks as your starting shortstop for all three of these years, then it's a value. Uh, a great value for him. 
uh, not to be confused with the brand you find at Walmart. But it's a great value for the Braves having a starting shortstop make barely $2.5 million. Now, that being said, if Grissom or somebody were to beat him out at some point, then at $2.5 million, you could still use that for a you know, fifth infielder, backup shortstop, second baseman, a guy that can play the corner outfield if you really need him to. Uh, and a guy that a lot of people really uh, speak very, very highly of, and not just uh, his his former teammates do, his current teammates. And people say things like, he's always happy, got a smile on his face. He's always trying to uplift his teammates. It doesn't matter if he's hitting, going 4 for 4 that day or he goes 0 for 4. He's always just enjoying and it's privileged to be playing the game and is always trying to do whatever he can to uplift his team. They say he's a big personality in the clubhouse and is very infectious and everybody loves him. So uh, cool to see him make it and cool for Robbie Thompson to leave him out there one extra inning. So all the Braves, all four infielders, had a chance to play together. That doesn't happen a lot in an all-star team where an entire unit gets to gets to play together. So, classy move by Robbie Thompson. Cool gesture for the uh, Braves, and even the players lamented about it a little bit in the a couple articles that I was reading. It was just like, how special is it to know on this stage you're out there next to the guys that you play with every day? So, cool deal there. Uh, for the Atlanta Braves, like I said, Elias Diaz, uh, big home run, uh, two-run shot off of the mountain, Felix uh, Mount Bautista. That is not something that happens on a regular basis. He doesn't give up home runs on a regular, but Diaz got one and hit it out. Made the difference in the game. A very well-played game on both sides. Uh, you know, the villain wrote an article after the ratings about is the All-Star game unwatchable. Uh, I don't really think so. I think that sometimes when you got really good pitching, it just makes it more difficult. There's a lot of talk last night about the players aren't the same, but I'm telling you guys right now, there is so much good young talent coming up in the game of uh, baseball. I mean, I can just look in around all the divisions. Uh, Looking in the American League East, Anthony Volpe's young. With the Yankees now, the Yankees are kind of an old team, uh, but they got a young Anthony Volpe. They got some kids in the pipeline. Baltimore's got a ton of young players. Uh, Adley Rushman, uh, Jordan Westford just came up. Gunnar Henderson starting to come around. Uh, even Cedric Mullins is not old. Uh, the Houses, the outfielder, they just brought up as well. Lots of young talent with Baltimore. Tyler Wells from a twin on the mound. Uh, they got some more prospects on the way as well. So uh, lots of youth in Baltimore. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero, Bo Bichette, those guys, it seems like they're older, but those guys are still young in Toronto. Uh, and one thing that I've talked about in Toronto repeatedly is Alec Manoa. Uh, he did come back and have a very good outing last time out. So we'll see if the time at the developmental site helped him or not uh, as he pitches again moving forward. So that is something to keep an eye on. Uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays right now. So Toronto has pulled ahead of the Yankees and taken third place uh, 
in that American League East right now. Lots of teams kind of packed in there. We've talked about that division being the best division in baseball. But let's see. Chris Bassett uh, pitched good again last time out. Jose Barrios, former twin, been pitching well for them as well. You say Kikuchi has been good for them also. Uh, he might be the most consistent pitcher they've had in that rotation all year. Uh, Barrios has started to figure it out and, and some other guys. But now that you got Alec Manoa back, we will see <clears throat> what happens there. As far as going around the rest of the league, there's not a ton of youth in Boston, Tristan Casas and a couple people. Uh, so we'll skip over them, but just kind of going through right now, talking about youth in the game of baseball. In the central, uh, DeJulian from the Twins is kind of a kid. They got some young prospects coming up on that pitching staff as well. Uh, Cleveland's got a lot of young guys that are recently making their way up. Uh, Will Brennan's and the, uh, Gabriel Arias and those guys. And then also, you got to remember, these guys are still young. They were just recently up for a couple of years with the Mets system. But the starting middle infield that they got back in the Francisco Lindor trade, the Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez, still pretty young uh, in Cleveland. They still got some more talent on the way. Kansas City's full of youth. Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, really has a chance to be a household name before his career is done. Uh, going ahead and looking around there, Torgelson and Riley Green. Uh, once again, and a lot of good young arms coming up. Matt Manning just had that combined no-no. Uh, Therese Skubal has been back. We'll see when Casey Mize can make it back. So they got some youth in that rotation as well. Uh, not a ton of youth in Chicago, really, other than Dylan Cease is still pretty young. Uh, the Angels, even, who are kind of an old team, uh, a couple prospects to be excited about. Uh, Zach Neto did a nice job at shortstop. Logan O'Hobby, who they got from the Phillies in the Brandon Marsh deal last year, <clears throat> pitched really, uh, played really well behind the plate in the first month of the year before he got hurt. So youth there, uh, lots of youth in the Texas organization. Ronald Acuna's younger brother's on his way up. But listen, even just recently, Nathaniel Lowe, Josh Young, uh, Jonah Heim, uh, to go along with Adonis Garcia is not young. Um, Garcia and Simeon and Seeger are kind of the veterans there. Uh, but you got other guys like Luis Acuna and uh, Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker and uh, lots of other guys <clears throat> coming up behind these guys in the Texas Rangers system. So youth there. Uh, going to Seattle, Julio Rodriguez is one of the young, brightest young stars in the game of baseball. So he's a guy to look out for. Uh, when it comes to youth in Cincinnati. And Seattle's got a bunch of young pitchers, too. Uh, George Kirby's still young. Logan Gilbert's still young. So lots to look forward to uh, with the Seattle Mariners. Jose Caballero is the second baseman, uh, still young. So uh, lots of talent in uh, youth in Seattle. Looking around, just kind of glancing around the rest of the major leagues in the West. Luis Matos for the Giants. Patrick Bailey behind the plate has been really good. Lots of youth in San Francisco. They're building up the middle with Estrada and Matos and Bailey to go along with some of the veteran presence that they have there. Logan Webb's doing a nice job on the mound. They got the veterans. Uh, You're starting to see some youth sort of break through. 
in L.A. with Vargas playing a lot of second base, James Outman getting a lot of run in the outfield. You've seen Johnny DeLuca come up some, and you're starting to see youth in their pitching staff too, uh, Bobby Miller and some of those guys. The Dodgers did not spend a lot of money. I think it's because they're retooling to try to get Shohei this offseason. Uh, more on Shohei in a minute. Uh, but there's some youth there, and there's a lot of youth in Arizona. Corbin Carroll really has the potential to be a household name as well. Uh, Gerardo Perdomo is one of the best players in baseball that a lot of people don't really know. Uh, Arizona's got Zach Gallen, who's been traded a couple times. Uh, but they've got some people in the system coming up as well. Uh, I love the town in Arizona. They grew Josh uh, Rojas, uh, and he's a, a solid player as well. A couple other veterans that are part of that team, Cattell Marte's solid, and Lourdes Gurriel has been really good too. Jacob McCarthy is in their system playing some center field for them as well. So, uh, Paven Smith, they, they've got some talent in Arizona. But You've got some household names, man, between like Corbin Carroll and Julio Rodriguez uh, and then L.A. De La Cruz in Cincinnati. What a crazy story this guy is. First guy ever in his first 30 games to record 40 hits and 16 steals. He's hit for the cycle. He's stolen second, third at home in one game. He's hit some mammoth home runs. He's made great plays at third. He's made some fantastic plays at shortstop. He's shown off a rocket arm and the ability to run a long way to get to a ball and make a play. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz looks like the full package, and he is going to be on display for a good while in this sport. I feel like we have some veterans in the game, like the Mookie Betts and the Freddie Freemans and the Paul Goldschmidt's and Nolan Arenado's and Aaron Judges and Giancarlo Stanton's and all those guys, uh, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. We have tons of veteran guys in the sport that are still very good and playing at a high level. But now we got kids that are coming in that are really going to really start to make a name for themselves and kind of, I feel like, kickstart this next generation. The Reds have Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain to go along with Spencer Steer, three good young players, really good young players, uh, anchoring that team as far as the youth goes there. And then you still got Jake Fraley, who's uh, fairly young in the outfield, uh, Will Benson, Nick Sinzel. Uh, they Jonathan India is still pretty young as well. He's in his mid to late 20s, but he's still got a chance to flourish in the major league. So tons of young talent in Cincinnati and tons of young talent in St. Louis, but I just think they hadn't quite figured out how they want to do it. you got Jordan Walker still hanging around, uh, who could be something special, but we'll see. they got a lot of outfielders and they may have gotten rid of all the ones they shouldn't have and a Rosarina and Garcia and all these different guys. So, uh, But I believe that Corbin Carroll, Ellie De La Cruz, and even Ronald Acuna and possibly Michael Harris have the ability to turn into huge, huge, huge household names uh, in this sport. So uh, Acuna right now, 43 steals, 20-plus home runs, uh, 330-something batting average with a 450 on base percentage or something. Uh, it's crazy because he's got good numbers for a leadoff hitter, but then if you keep going down those stats, he's also got very good numbers for a middle-of-the-order hitter, too. And it's all the same guy. So, And Acuna's only 25 years old, finally healthy. 
uh, basically took him the second year. He came back last year and played some, but wasn't really completely healthy. Uh, now he feels strong and healthy and ready to go. So uh, hopefully he can maintain and play out a full year and start to kind of get that monkey uh, off his back as well. But Acuna ready to go and has, has shown it. And right now, Ronald Acuna has got to be the clubhouse leader for rookie of the year. Kind of glance around the league and just sort of looking at my uh, where I would say midseason as far as favorites go. Uh, before I move on really quick, as far as youth, some really good young arms in Miami with Yuri Perez, uh, Beatty and Francisco Alvarez, good young players in New York. Uh, Philly's got Bryson Stott and some other people on the way. We'll see what comes up there. But a little bit of youth on every team, some more so than others, but you want to watch the next generation. Watch the Cincinnati Reds. Watch your Arizona Diamondbacks. And these teams are very talented and fun to watch play. Um, so now, uh, kind of predictions midseason. If things continue to stay as is, I mean, obviously a lot of baseball left. If Acuna can stay healthy, he's got an inside track to the MVP award. Right now, the leader in the clubhouse for the Rookie of the Year in the National League has got to be Corbin Carroll. But Ellie De La Cruz has another 60 or 70 games to narrow that gap. So we will see what happens if the Arizona Diamondbacks can get their first ever Rookie of the Year. As far as Cy Young in the National League, I think right now your favorites have to be Gallon or Strider. But we'll see. There's plenty of time for some other guys to get into this discussion as well. So uh, those are my three picks right now in the National League for those awards right now at the midseason point. In the American League, MVP so far this year has got to be Shohei again. Uh, nobody else is doing anything crazy remarkable. to try to upstage him, so I, I really do like Shohei Otani's odds uh, for Rookie of the Year. I mean, for the MVP. Rookie of the Year in the American League, that's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, still a lot to be decided uh, as far as that goes. I think that you could see a couple of different people in contention for that. Maybe Volpe, uh, even though he didn't, he played professionally before he got here. Uh, the kid from the Red Sox is playing the outfield from Japan. I think is another guy who has a legit shot to be in that Rookie of the Year conversation. Uh, but there's there's multiple candidates. We'll see. And right now, in the American League. Uh, Garrett Cole would have to be one of the main guys considered for uh, the Cy Young Award. There's a few others, but right now I would say that he's probably the leader, but there's several other guys right there uh, that could be in contention for that. So that's sort of where we are there. Wanted to make a couple of comments. I said this uh, <clears throat> the other day. I've been talking to Timeless on the Sunday morning brunch. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 Mountain, 8 Pacific. Check us out Sunday mornings. 
Timeless Sunday Morning Brunch with your boy TP Timeless, and I've been a co-host with him on that show. I told him this past Sunday that I believe that the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are going to have to really give some serious, serious consideration to trading on Shohei Otani uh, in these next three weeks or so, two and a half weeks before we hit this deadline. Because Tim Salmon's not walking through that door. Garrett Anderson's not walking through that door. Scott Spezio, David Eckstein, John Lackey. There are a lot of guys that are not walking through that door that were put, that were part of that championship team. And this team needed a lot of things to go right in order to contend. It looked like they were kind of on the right track, and then a lot of things went wrong right at once. Uh, they survived the injury to Logan O'Hoppy. Uh, so far, they've survived the injury to Zach Neto, but having Urshela out doesn't help. Um, and then within a span of less than 48 hours, Otani has to leave a start. Luckily, it's a blister. He should be fine right after the All-Star break, a little bit of rest. and He should be fine. Mike Hammock, uh, Mike Trout breaks a bone in his hand, so he's going to miss anywhere from four to eight weeks. So, I mean, at best, that puts him back in the lineup if you're lucky by the beginning of August. But I think that's going to be a stretch because you still got to ramp up and everything. And then Anthony Rendon fouls a pitch off his leg, and then he's going to miss some more time. And those are the three players. Uh, Otani's still in the field, but Otani, Trout, Rendon are the three guys that you spend a ton of money and hitch your wagon to. And then Reed Detmers has started to pitch better, but he wasn't good last time out. So the Angels just have some work to do, man. And I, I'm not sure that you can do the work you need to do to try to make this team a contender again with the roster as constructed. Ideally, you could trade Anthony Rendon and a few other things and make some moves to make it work. don't think it's going to happen. The Angels signaled that they were really interested in being able to contend. They were one of the first teams in the offseason to make any moves. They brought in Hunter Renfro. They brought in Urshela. They brought in some pieces to give them some depth and help them fill out that roster. And now you look at them, they were floating around over 500 for a few days, and right before the All-Star break, they go on a streak, they lose 9 out of 10. And voila, here you are again, under 500, uh, fourth place now, Seattle has passed you. Seattle might have saved their season by winning 7 or 8 out of 10 uh, going into the All-Star break. I've said this multiple times. Over the last couple of weeks, I felt like that the Seattle Mariners played really well second half last year and played well down the stretch. Maybe they're about to go on a run like that again. Like I said, they had a pretty successful stretch leading into the All-Star break, so we will see. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen, but for the sake of that franchise, uh, the Angels may really probably should try to trade him and see what you can get back for him. Because if he walks out and the only thing you get is a supplemental pick, you're going to be kicking yourself. 
I know there's part of it that says, well, we're going to lose fans if we trade him. I get that. Sometimes you might be better off to do that than just give him for nothing. I don't feel bad for the Angels, though, because years ago, yeah, I'm still resentful. I'll tell you right now. Years ago, I want to say it was 2008, uh, the Atlanta Braves kind of in contention for a while. They kind of hit a skid late in July, and they made offers, and he said he wasn't going to sign there uh, after the season. So the Braves had to trade Mark Teixeira. They traded him to the Angels. He didn't re-sign there. He ended up going to New York the following year. But the Braves traded Mark Teixeira to the Angels for a bat and a few balls. No, I mean, they got Casey Kochman, and they got one other guy. And Casey Kochman's okay as a, as a first baseman, but he's not a power guy. He's not a middle-of-the-order hitter. Uh, he's not what they really needed, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, at first base. Um, so, you know, the Angels have to do the same thing, trade off a guy that doesn't want to sign with them after this season. Like I said, what goes around comes around. Uh, but it would have been nice to see Shohei be able to finish up his entire career in L.A. It's crazy to hear the rousing ovation for him and the come to Seattle chance in the All-Star game. You know, a lot of people speaking on condition of anonymity are saying that they truly believe that the Dodgers are the big favorites to land Shohei Otani in this offseason. This guy's going to get a half a billion dollars. You might as well just prepare for it now. Uh, this guy's going to get a half a billion dollar contract. So uh, we will see who signs him, who ponies up, and then uh, just like most huge contracts, uh, how much of a burden or how bad that contract is on the back end of it, but hey, flags fly forever, people, so uh, we will see. Now, coming into the coming out of the All-Star break, this is a big stretch uh, for a lot of teams in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, Looking around the league, if St. Louis is going to make a run, they better hit a stretch now to be able to pass Pittsburgh, see if they can catch the Cubs, and then try to get back into this. St. Louis has got to come back hot. Otherwise, you may see them trade off some guys. Uh, anybody in that National League Central can still get in the race. They just, uh, they're going to have to get hot now. Cincinnati does not appear to be slowing down, and then keep an eye out for Cincinnati to see if they decide to do anything uh, trade-wise. Looking out west, the biggest team there is the Padres. Uh, the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers are both right atop the division. Giants sitting about three and a half out, so they're still in, in, on a good, still have them in their sight. So uh, the big team in that division is the San Diego Padres. This team's going to have to get hot uh, coming out of the break and continue to play well. And that's another team that if they don't, you could see uh, some guys like Blake Snell or Josh Hader uh, being traded off that roster as Snell's contract expires at the end of this season. In the National League East, the biggest uh, team that has to really get hot right now is the New York Mets. The Phillies and the Marlins both had a good month of June. I just couldn't catch the Braves who had a really, really good month. 
But those two teams are kind of in a battle right now uh, for second place. And they just uh, had a really competitive three-game series right before the All-Star break. So I think you're going to see those teams around. The Phillies can turn me more as a postseason opponent, but because they got some more proven guys up and down that lineup and some pitchers that have been to the post in the postseason. So uh, that's a uh, team that concerns me uh, come postseason time. But the Mets and the Padres, both similar, same records. They both got about eight teams to jump over. So we'll see if they can get hot enough and, and find their way in there. Um, looking around in the American League, the Yankees are a big team in the East coming out of the break. To me, kind of the focus has got to be on the Yankees and the uh, Blue Jays. Can either one of them kind of pull ahead and separate themselves at all? And then Tampa kind of took it on the chin, lost uh, seven out of their last eight. It was a seven-game losing streak, and they happened to really play well in the game, uh, last game before the break to take the season finale and their only game to win in that series against the Braves. But Tampa has really kind of come back to the pack. Uh, Baltimore's only a couple games out there. But I feel like what the Yankees do in the next couple weeks will determine what they do moving into the deadline as well. So to me, Yankees, Cardinals, Padres, and Yankees, Cardinals, Padres, and Mets. So far, my biggest teams in each division where the pressure is really on for them to get hot. I would say in the Central, it's the White Sox. Uh, They have to get hotter. They're about to make a trade, and they got a tough schedule coming out of this break. And then to me, the obvious answer in the West is the Angels. I think that's going to be tough. So I'm going to actually point to Seattle. They played good going out of the break. They've really got to continue to play better uh, to be in this discussion uh, for that uh, for that wild card. Uh, Seattle has got to get back up closer. The Astros are now on the trail, like right in the rearview mirror of the Texas Rangers. They've really climbed back in this race, and so we will see if they get enough pitching or if they can stay there. Texas is probably going to be a team looking for pitching as well. So Seattle's the team there. So just looking around baseball as a recap, I go Seattle, White Sox, Yankees, Mets, Padres, and Cardinals. Those are the teams that the spotlight should be the biggest on when they first come out of the break. Uh, watch what they do. Can they get hot and try to get back into this a little bit? Or they continue to kind of uh, flounder where they are? And if so, look to see if any of these bigger market teams try to make any trades and do some wheeling and dealing uh, before the trade deadline on August 1st. Summer League's happening. Victor Wimanyama played a couple games. They said they saw enough. I was really impressed with Chad Hungren from the Thunder. I also was really impressed with Dyson Daniels from the New Orleans Pelicans. Listen, if Daniels can get – he plays good defense, a little bit of uh, – if he can make a few shots and continue to improve as a ball handler, as a 6'8 guard, uh, could really complement Herb Jones really well. 
that team could go really long at times and really, really bother you on the defensive end. So Dyson Daniels uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans, interesting piece, and Jordan Hawkins shot the ball pretty well um, also for them so far in the summer league. I'm going to lie to you, Sports City. It's difficult at times for me to get into summer league stuff because things get a little bit. I mean, you got a lot of young guys, a lot of rookie guys. Some of the broadcasters aren't the best in those games. But I try to follow it the best I can. So keep an eye out. Also, quick shout out to the WNBA. Their all star game is coming up Saturday night. So uh, check it out. Uh, Aja Wilson. And Brianna Stewart are uh, opposing captains this weekend. Uh, they're going to do a draft, kind of like what they've been doing in the NBA. So, WNBA All-Star Game on Saturday night, actually being prime time on ABC. Prime time, prime time on Saturday night for the WNBA All-Star Game. So, check it out. Give it a look and listen. See what's going on there. WNBA in full effect. We've got eight more Sundays until we hit NFL regular season. Which means uh, just here in the next couple of weeks, uh, teams are going to start reporting to training camp. We're going to start hearing stories come out of camp. We're already kind of hearing about the Monday deadline with the Giants and Saquon Barkley. Uh, You've got some other stories kind of coming out uh, in football. So the New York Jets are going to be the team that's featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. Uh, Good for them. I'm glad it's not the New Orleans Saints, and I'm sure the coaching staff and everybody is too. Nice to get exposure, but it's kind of tough to get all your work done with cameras around on a consistent basis. So the Jets are the team going to be featured on Hard Knocks this year. Trust me, those cameras will be set up and ready uh, when players report to training camp for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Looking around, also, LeBron James made the official. He's coming back. I think this Lakers team just wants to run it back right now and see what they have. They got a little bit more athletic. They lost a couple guys they really liked, but they did bring back some two-way guys that can play on the defensive end, too, and are pretty athletic and maybe haven't completely scratched the surface on who they can be. Uh, The Lakers decided and what – figured out what a lot of teams are starting to figure out. It's nice to have a couple stars, but you really need people to be stars in their roles uh, as well. So we'll see what can happen with this. Uh, D'Angelo Russell came back. I know at times he's a liability on the defensive end, uh, but he's back and can start for you at the point guard position. Uh, Austin Reeves is back, who can play in the backcourt for you. LeBron and AD are both back. Gerald Vanderbilt is back as well. You also have Rudy Hachimura, who they were able to bring back along with Austin Reeves. So uh, they are very happy to have Rudy Hachimura back. They did get Jackson Hayes, who was with the Pelicans before, to be an extra big man for him off the bench. If he stays out of foul trouble, he can give them um, that skill set at at the big man position. The Lakers also signed Cam Reddish, uh, former Atlanta Hawks. They also signed uh, Torian Prince, who played with the Minnesota Timberwolves last season, kind of replaced Troy Brown. Torian Prince, kind of a 3-and-D kind of guy. So uh, they got some athleticism on the wings. Those guys are to try to build your second unit. They lost Dennis Schroeder. They also brought in Gabe Benson. 
mid-level exception from the Miami Heat, uh, who wasn't really a household name before this season. But they brought him on as well. So they're trying to develop a second unit. It may feature Rui Hachimura. may feature guys like Prince and Reddish. And they seem to like really early on, and the returns look pretty good from the summer league. The kid, Jalen Shafino, Big Ten freshman of the year uh, from Indiana, has played some summer league ball for the Lakers this year too. So, uh, you know, their thought was they were 18-8 and eight, uh, after the break. Last year, after making the trades, so they want to run it back and kind of see where they are, what this team looks like. I do think if he needs to, uh, Palenka will probably try to do some really dealing and make some trades this year if he feels like he has to to complete the roster. They do have at least one other first round pick that they can play with a little bit. So we'll see kind of uh, how the season comes down. But the Lakers felt like they needed to make sure they had a team, since they did not pursue Kyrie Irving. There were some other guys that. They were sort of linked to that they didn't push as hard for as some people thought they might have. Uh, and then, you know, you saw some of their former guys re-up in some places. Uh, good for Kyle Kuzma getting another deal with the Wizards. Some other guys that had uh, Dennis Schroeder goes to Toronto, gets a, gets a contract out there. So uh, good luck to you there, Dennis, um, in, in Toronto. Every year the Lakers do well with you. You just want to move on uh, somewhere else, and I get it. So, uh, you know, the Lakers will miss his ability to bother and harass on the defensive end and the steady presence he brings on the offensive end of the court. So uh, we will see how they kind of cover that uh, behind D'Angelo Russell uh, at the point guard position this year. But it'll be fun to watch. Uh, once it comes around. Uh, but in the meantime, we got may still have some more free agent signings there. Uh, and then NBA is going to kind of lay low for a little while as, as football sort of starts to come into effect. As timeless would say, uh, we're about a month and a half away from the Burr months. Uh, that's when you know football is going to be in full effect during the Burr months. So. Sports City, check out our blog, our website, everything we got going on at sportscitychefs.com. We got blogs, finger foods, website, uh, articles. Barry has written another article, one about the All-Star Game. Dave Jets wrote one about the city of New York. Uh, let's see. Barry wrote a couple different articles about the Giants, and there's there's all kinds of stuff on the website now. Got a finger foods coming out recently about LSU. Uh, baseball in the LSU season in the national championship. Sirius put out one with his pops on Steelers. So uh, lots of finger foods. Other things coming up on the site as well. Probably have something for you on the Atlanta Braves coming up very soon. So check out our content, man. Like and subscribe if you haven't listened to it. Uh, make sure you share if you feel so inclined. But like and subscribe to our shows. The numbers help us a lot. They do great wonders for us. So come check us out. SportsCityChefs.com, and um, real quick, thank you to PHI Apparel. Uh, listen for all your Philly clothing sports needs, such as if you want a Jalen Hurts or an AJ Brown or uh, a, oh, I don't know, maybe a Devonta Smith uh, Philadelphia Eagles jersey. 
You can get them from phiapparel.co if you want your Bryce Harper, Craig Kimbrough, or who knows, maybe you want Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler, or, uh, Trey Turner, any of those guys from the Philly, uh, phiapparel.co got you covered. They got some uh, really sleek, unique designs. You'll stand out in the crowd. You'll get noticed for all the right reasons. So if you're a Philly sports fan or you know somebody that is and you want to surprise them with birthday, Christmas present, anything else, go check them out, phiapparel.co. Once again, that's phiapparel.co. Use that promo code CHEFS at checkout and get yourself an extra 15% off there. Uh, We appreciate the support, and that helps us out and helps you out as well. So check them out, phiapparel.co, promo code CHEFS at checkout for 15% off. I think, Sports City, that I've covered everything that we need to cover. I could go on about a few things tonight, but I don't want to just ramble, keep everybody, uh, serve up the gumbo pretty quick, get your bowl, dine and dash, hit and run, uh, get on with the rest of your Thursday evening. I want everybody out in Sports City, man, hug your loved ones, enjoy your family, value the moments. I love the saying, life is not about the – breath that you take with a moment to take your breath away, man. Let's not forget to enjoy our experiences. Uh, stop getting mad over all the small details at times and remember that sometimes those small details aren't going to matter as much as the bigger ones and memories that you create in the moments that you have. So enjoy life and all that it is and all you have with it. Uh, hug your loved ones. Appreciate people uh, today because you never know what tomorrow brings. So uh, that being said, much respect to T.P. Timeless. Without him, I wouldn't be here. Uh, to the other chefs as well, serious, villain, controversy, Chandler Knight, my normal co-host on these Thursday night roundtable gumbo shows. Uh, love and respect to you, my brother. Get well soon. And as Chandler would always say, man, to all you veterans out there, anybody struggling with mental health, remember, there's help out there. Make a phone call. Uh Eight hundred nine seven three eight two five five is suicide hotline. There's always ways to reach out to people. So make a phone call. Talk to somebody. For veterans, uh, there's veterans assistance as well. You can talk to an active veteran. They will. Re- I mean, or a former veteran as well. They will reach out. And as Chandler always said, sometimes people that have served in. Uh, any form of military, they speak a different language. And sometimes it's just refreshing, uh, especially if you're going through it to be able to speak to somebody that speaks your language. So uh, for all of our vets out there and people who have served in the military, thank you so much for your service. And please reach out and make sure you get help if you feel like you need it. The other thing Chandler reminds veterans all the time are say yes. Even if it doesn't feel comfortable at first, say yes, because then you will next time. You know, he mentioned going fishing a couple weeks ago. I'm not really a big fisherman type person, but he said he had a really good time. Felt like it was really nice to catch up with people and have fun. And once again, man, just making sure to uh, be a part of and create some memories that you can have and you can cherish and you can take with you and open some doors and start some relationships with people that you may end up being, you know, being a very important part of your life. So, Say yes, everybody. If somebody asks you to do something or get out and go enjoy something and get outside, take them up on it. Do it. Worst case scenario, you don't have a great time. 
you don't want to do it again. Uh, best case scenario, you add some new people to your forever list in life. I know that I did jump in the room and talking with TP and have enjoyed the people that I've continued to spend time with in this community and in life in general, and I'm grateful for it. So in the meantime, in between time, check out all of our sites, websites, everything going on. Remember, on weeknights, we are here at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 Central, 6 Pacific. Uh, Tuesday nights, we're going to be ramping up more of those shows come football season time, uh, talking about what is going on in the league, sometimes recapping some games, talking about what's coming up uh, afterwards. So our, our football show will be on Tuesday nights at 9 Eastern. College Cookout on Wednesday nights at 9 Eastern. Roundtable Gumbo on Thursday night. So there's three nights a week, 9 p.m. Eastern time coming at you. If you can't listen to us live, like I said, like and subscribe listen to my podcast. You can ask any of your smart speakers to just play Sports City Chefs, and they'll play the most recent recorded show as well. So you can listen to us the next day or whatever. Take us in your car. Listen to us a little bit at a time. But enjoy the content that we serve up for you. We The chefs like to cook it up, plate it up for you. So like they used to tell us at the, at the family reunion, if you go hungry, it's your own fault. Uh, so check out the plates we got serving up. Check out the finger foods, articles, blogs, everything on our website, and everything that we got going on. Check out phiapparel.co. And remember the time of Sunday morning brunch on Sundays. So I'm going to tell you, like I always say before I get out of here, as they say in Louisiana, laissez les bon ton roulet, and then to quote the big homie, TP, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Peace out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.